0: Welcome to episode 54 of Sack King's Therapy. Uh, we're coming to you live after the uh, Kings versus Knicks, uh, where we just won. So, you know, good vibes going all around right now in Sack Town and Sack King's Therapy. Um, and with me today to talk about, um, you know, two games. Uh, the Clippers game on the 20th and the Knicks games today. Uh, Fong. Hello. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, we're, we're, we're unfortunately going to start with some bad vibes. <laughs> um, unfortunately, we're talking about the K- Clippers game first before we get to the good stuff. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, kind of just to start out the quarter, it was a back and forth game. Uh, Kings were actually playing the Clippers pretty well for the most part. And, you know, like, it, it felt like, you know, the Kings learned from their last game against the Clippers and kind of came out with a stronger mentality. And, you know, like, actually, fought pretty hard like you know ball was moving very well they were playing some decent defense to start um yeah things were kind of go pretty going pretty well for the kings uh what were your thoughts on the first quarter
1: now i was watching the quippers um what is it broadcast for this game and you know they were saying that you know we should stop they should stop buddy more because he has been doing pretty bad what Uh, with his ball handling and his you know he's gained those turnovers and he's gained those missed shots of course and so far i think he was doing fine uh the one tidbit from pretty much the whole game i'd say is that we couldn't stop Kawhi at all
0: you know we only have one real wing defender like you know solid wing defender and harrison barnes and, you know, Glenn Robinson can try, but, like, you know, he's not really going to stop the other guy. The, my point is, there. you know, I think I've mentioned this before in the other Clippers review, is that we only have one wing guy. And they have two, you know, top ten, you know, players on their teams who are wings. And so, like, anytime like, you know, Harrison Barnes is on Kawhi, PG tends to go off a little bit. And when Barnes is on PG, Kawhi gets to have an easy time. <laughs> It's just there was a no win situation there, but, you know, we played them good in the first quarter and it it looked, you know, things were going in the right direction. Um, Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, things uh, would kind of take a turn a little bit for the worse in the second quarter. Um, But, you know, we were fight. We were fighting them tough throughout. Um, uh, I do have a note here. The Clippers play by play announcer. I was also watching the Clippers uh, broadcast and. They're an They're playing a Play guy really likes to say the words "seductive ball fake." So that Seductive. was a little weird. Mm. Yeah, I just thought it was a weird way to describe a ball fake.
1: Seductive. Doesn't yeah. sound right.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I, I I get what he's trying to do, but it just sounded a little weird. Uh. Anyways, um. You know, Fox was, you know, dominating this quarter. Like he was on, you know, he had Kawhi on him. He blew by him. He had PG on him uh, a few possessions, got by him. And you know, Patrick Beverly tried to rough him up a little bit, and he, you know, Fox just <laughs> drove on him and got, I think, an and one. Like Fox was doing really well, but the rest of the team were very meh for the most part. And, yeah, like, you know, PG ended up get, kind of getting hot towards the end of the quarter. PG's been shooting 52% from three this, this season, which is insane, on, I think, eight attempts per game, which is, again, fucking insane. Uh, what were your thoughts on the second quarter?
1: Well, I'd say that this quarter, Kawhi was a little off in the first part, um, but, you know, he, he had some really great defensive stops. I remember a play... um where he, he pretty much ripped the ball from Fox and just drove to the other end for, I believe, an one or a three.
0: No, he got a three, and Buddy even tried to contest it, but <laughs> you know, you know, it was no effect there. But yeah, he yanked that shit. Uh, it was very reminiscent yeah. of, I think, the 2014 playoffs where he yanked the ball from uh, Russell Westbrook in, I think, game six of the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, he's got those huge-ass hands, and you cannot expose the ball when he's near you
1: but overall i still thought you know our defense was a little lackluster for the most part like like you said when when you have harrison barnes on one guy the other guy will of course you know score over us and that's usually paul george of course but uh overall yeah fox was having another nice game and yeah he was really working those threes as well he's he's really improving those threes
0: yeah, so that's a really good sign going forward. He, you know, we'll we'll get to it later, but he shot pretty well during the Knicks games too. Like I think it's gonna be a thing, and he's not really hesitating. I don't feel, although I don't love some of the off to dribble step back ones he does, but you know, like I think you know he's getting more confident. And I just want him to be comfortable taking threes. Once he mm-hmm. starts hitting threes, it's it's gonna be much harder to guard him. Mm-hmm. Um, so you mentioned the PG thing and like, you know, PG will go off. Kawhi will go off. We don't have enough defenders to guard those guys, but it's not as much of an issue if we just guarded the three better. Like, you know, our rotations were a bit off and like, you know, there were just wide open three point shooters and everyone got threes basically. No, you. Know, you, oh, yeah. you want an open three? You want an open three? You have. You get an open three. You get oh, an yeah. open three.
1: Basically, Is, oh type. yeah. Mar- Marcus Morris. Oh wait, Batum's there. Oh wait, and there's also a Patrick Beverly, And oh wait, Luke Kennard. Y- yeah.
0: yeah. So it was. You know, like you're you already at a disadvantage with on the wings. You know, the the wing matchup. You have to play better defense everywhere else. And unfortunately, the Kings just doesn't don't seem to be able to do that. And, you know, they'll have to figure out somehow. I don't know how they do it, but you guys do something about it. Um, moving on to the second half, uh, this is where things turn a bit ugly. So this was actually, you know, shockingly reminiscent of the uh, Clippers game from fr- from Friday or last Friday. Like, basically, you know, we're, we ha- we're trailing by the third quarter, but it's not a huge lead. And we just got to get some stops, to you know, to start the quarter. And, you know, like we got to play them tough that didn't happen. And basically, um, you know, turnovers, offense bogging down. It, it was actually like, you know, temporarily like, you know, halted by Marvin hitting a three off a turnover. But other than that, yeah, it was basically a replay of like, you know, last Friday's game where basically we just gave up open threes, you know, turn the ball over our offense bogged down and, you know, the bleeding just started happening. and, yeah, and then the def- defense, you know, gives up open threes, and you know, it just it just you know continues from there.
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's it's always the second half for us. It's it's gonna be the case for a little while, hopefully. But the only thing you mean, I you, you mean you don't hope that's the case? <laughs> yeah, 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 I don't hope that's the case. Excuse me. The only good part I saw from this quarter or third quarter. Was uh Halliburton really opened up the uh with his defense and you know his passes really helped for the better part and but you know we were still trailing by the end sadly.
0: We did have some run uh, we actually made a little bit of a late run towards the uh end of the quarter uh or no towards like the middle of the quarter with Halliburton checking in like we were getting some you know nice plays and you know Halliburton's always involved in a lot of these good things but he's. You know he's not a miracle worker he helped a lot but you know it's unfortunate that he can't like single-handedly turn around the entire team effort and like the team communication things were just falling apart and he you know he was able to kind of stop the bleeding for a little bit but unfortunately things just fell apart Mm -hmm. uh, towards the end of the quarter um you know um we'll just jump to the fourth quarter um you know, we start out pretty flat, but we you know we make another kind of, uh, kind of a slight run. Uh, with you know, I think it was only PG on the floor, I and mean, PG wasn't scoring. Um, Glenn Robinson was really hot in the fourth quarter. It felt like he hit everything. I think we got the lead. We might have gotten it down to a single digit or like close to single digits. But uh, Kawhi checks back in and PG's also still in there and they just lock in and just basically kill our hopes for any kind of run. And that's uh that's what the Kings need to be able to learn to do, you know, you grow elite like that and that's what you have to do. You take care of business, go for the kill, lock in, up, up the intensity and that's exactly what the Clippers did.
1: Mhm. I mean, you know, overall we were taking um Bad shot. I wouldn't say bad shots. We were taking good shots. It just wasn't making it. But overall, this game, we, we kept them pretty uh, low scoring compared to the other games, I'd say. Uh, our defense, of course, still needs a little work, especially in the perimeter. But we're getting there and we didn't get a total blowout, I don't think.
0: Yeah, like, you know, I guess, you know, a silver lighting, we were able to hold them below 120. Um, that's I guess if you want to take <laughs> if you want to take pride in that, sure. But like you know, it it was a pretty ugly game overall, and you know it it really you know exposes some of the flaws like with the Kings. Like when the defensive intensity like you know heightens up, we don't know how to counter it, and you know it, the, the team needs to be able to figure something out with the defense. The communication just seems off, and for some reason you know shooters just shooters are just open. Like, mm-hmm. again, you're you already at a disadvantage. Like, let you know, let, let's not get this twisted. The, the Clippers are much more talented than the Kings. They just have more talent. They're two best guys. We only have one solid wing defender to guard two, you know, superstars on their team. Like, we are outmatched. And so the only way you're going to do this is by playing tough defense and, you know, playing with heart and hustle and intensity. And fortunately, it just wasn't there. And, you know, the the Clippers just you know took care of business really um yeah um you know another thing that the Kings need to somehow be able to fix going forward like only Fox really got free throws like Robinson and Bagley were the only two that actually went to the free throw line and they only went to the free throw line one each so you know we, we were just taking too many jump shots and it just weren't not enough we're going in and you know, I'm looking at the box score right now. We actually shot very similar to the to the Clippers. So we shot 45% from the field, 46% from three. So we're shooting well, but you know, we're giving up too many open threes to the to the Clippers, who you know were shooting 45% uh, from three and 47% of the field. Like I you know despite us not getting to the free throw line although I would have loved to see that just to stop the bleeding that you know happened in the second and the third like you no know, we need to be better in terms of just how in terms of our mental toughness if if a team's going to lock in like that we need to be able to fight through it and also be still be able to get good shots and you know again we were outmatched there's nothing you can do about that but at least you can try and make it hard on PG and Kawhi try to wear them out None of that happened, and we you know, just got destroyed, basically.
1: Pretty much, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, l- we are going to get better <laughs> when, you know, when, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll transition, you know, into the happier stuff. But, yeah, my main takeaway is just that, you know, I think, again, I think the offense is fine, but the defense needs a lot of work.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, you have mentioned that we top 10 offense.
0: Uh, yeah. Let me let me check the updated stats real quick.
1: Uh, yeah, pretty much. You know, our offense is real good. Just we need to get those stops, and we, uh, I don't want to say this, but I have heard those commentators say that we're one. We're starting to become one of the worst defenses in the NBA, especially from uh, the Knicks broadcast, <laughs> because you know. Knicks apparently have the number one defense in the NBA right now.
0: Yeah, but like you know, I, I don't, I don't really mind where we are to be honest. Like, or no, like, yeah, we have the worst defense in history. But it, again, it's a weird season, and like with how kind of uh, the games, with how kind of three-point shooting has revolutionized the game, like it's it's not It's not the worst thing in the world. I think it's a bit exaggerated that we're the worst defense of all time. It's bad, don't get me wrong, but with a three-point revolution, those stats are a bit skewed. I'll just mm-hmm. say that. For, I know, piss poor excuse <laughs> for, you know, a shitty defense, but you know, that's just how I... Ten, try to cope with it and hey we're no longer the worst defense in the league Washington has taken that mantle so
1: oh yeah
0: you, you know whatever <laughs> that's worth um, that's what they are they are point, point one points worse than us right now so
1: only point one. wow <laughs>
0: yeah, now they take take the mantle of worse uh, uh, defense in history so let me see 1, 2, 3, 4 5, 6, 7, 8 Nine, ten, eleven. 10, 11. So we're 11th in on uh, points per game. Now, not offici- not offensive efficiency, but points per game is what I'm looking at right now. Still good.
1: <laughs> oh, so, yeah, we're
0: say. good. I think we're okay on offense. We play fast. We get up a lot of threes. And, you know, the, there are moments of great ball movement. Like, there, we see glimpses of this. But, you know, we just need to get that defense right, man. Mm-hmm. Anyways, let's uh let's move on. Uh before we actually get into the next game. So, uh KPJ Kevin Porter Jr. from the Cavaliers was traded to the Rockets for a protected second round pick. Now, that's basically like like literally nothing. I could probably get you know, I could probably get more from the Cavaliers than the Rockets did or so, like, my question is, like, so I've been watching a lot of Kelly Oubre, and there was a, a time where we could have gotten him for very cheap. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, I this kind of just made me wonder, would you have wanted Kevin Porter Jr. on the Kings if we had a chance to trade for him?
1: I mean, for what, oh, who was it? For what the Rockets gave? I yeah I think we we kind of made it work. We had some assets that we kind of traded. <laughs> yeah, just liked. give him
0: a a protected second round pick, which is you know the equivalent of almost nothing. So yeah, <laughs> I felt like we should have. But KPJ uh just like Kelly Oubre when he was on the Wizards, you know had was flagged for you know attitude issue. Then he had a giant blow up with the Cavaliers apparently just freaked out at a I think on the team because he apparently wasn't in the rotation so there's a lot of maturity issues with him like i though i would have questions of like you know him being like the kings being able to handle him in the locker room but like he's a talented guy and you know i i would have wanted to try and figure this out he's also a wing he's six seven apparently pretty long too like i would have loved i would have liked to take the chance on him
1: yeah this was before we got barnes too and uh yeah.
0: At, at I'm the talking time. about KPJ. I'm talking about KPJ.
1: Oh, KPJ. I'm sorry. I thought we were still talking about Kelly Oubre at the time.
0: Yeah, but no, I'm talking about KPJ right now. I'm just, I think the locker room could handle him. Like, yeah. you know, and in worst case scenario, you give him a, a protected second round pick. Like, again, it's basically nothing. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't mind. That would have been a nice experiment to uh, take on. And, yeah. I'm pretty sure he would have helped a lot with us as well.
0: Well, I wouldn't say we would have helped, but like it's, it would have been an intriguing prospect going forward. Like you can probably get like me, you know, if you want to, you can trade Jabari Parker for him or like you know, one of one of the second round picks, like maybe Justin James. Although, you know, I'd like to see what where Justin James is going to be in a bit. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, I, I thought it was just interesting, and yeah, I just wanted to get your thoughts on it. And yeah, I, I would have loved to have gotten him, but. You know, yeah. too bad he's well, on he's on the Rockets now. See if he figures it out there.
1: To be honest, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of teams that were wondering why he got traded for such a cheap price.
0: Yeah, again, like the the Cal the Cavs were done with him. He's he just I guess they're just past the point of no return for, with him. I don't know the details, but apparently it was a very ugly blow up.
1: Yeah, but I'm I'm pretty sure Houston could take care of him pretty easily.
0: I will say, like Cavaliers pretty good lately they just beat they just beat the nets so yeah there might be something there like the two times in a row with colin sexton dominating them Uh, there's something there
1: yeah we shall see
0: we shall see all right let's get to the good stuff uh so versus the knicks uh let's start with let's start with the first quarter so kings played well moved the ball well um, there was a stat that actually came up. Uh, Buddy apparently shoots terrible in the second and fourth quarters, and I theorized that it was probably related to the ball movement, like really dying in the second and, and fourth quarters, especially in the fourth quarter where it, it basically is usually a screen and then a Fox ISO for the most part and you know the second quarter we take our ga- we take our foot off the gas pedal a lot and you know the ball movement tends to slow down or just becomes non-existent in the second quarter what do you think
1: yeah i think you're right because we don't i don't know like how buddy plays there's not too much movement especially uh, when we try setting him up uh, there's, I think, in my opinion, there's too many plays where he would just drive up the court and, you know, try shoot that three, and most of the time it's contested. And those are the shots that, you know, we don't want to see Buddy taking at all.
0: Yeah, and uh, again, like, the, the offense tends to bog down those quarters, and, like, he, he is forced into trying to create a shot, which really can't create an easy one he's just not you know good enough to do that and yeah and he and he, and then like when he spots up he ch- jacks up some of these quick threes and like you know these threes you could tell his mechanics are off and like yeah I, I hate it when he does that and i think it's correlated with that but um you know let's continue on let's continue the good vibes um the game, Game starts to go more the Knicks way that I noticed when Rashawn checks out and Kings kind of go small uh, with Metu at center. Like, you know, Rashawn is so important to this team. And this was a game that really showed, like, just how important he is. Like, he was a rim protector this game. Like, he, like, you know, he basically, like, uh, not halted, but, like, he – intimidated? Oh, I don't know the word, but, like, basically, guys didn't want, really want to shoot around the rim with him of, a few times, like, when they drove to the rim, which is a sign of a good rim protector. Like, attackers are literally afraid to challenge you at the rim, and yeah, he's he's on his way to becoming a really good one, and when they do challenge him, it felt like it felt like they were getting their his hand on the ball a lot, and even Metsu got a few blocks, and Marvin got a mean block on Julius Randle, so... This is a good thing going for. There's become there's like starting to form some rim protection, you know, on this team.
1: Yeah, in total this whole game or, you know, from all our players, we got 14 blocks. That's a lot. That <laughs> and, is a lot. Yeah. And uh six of them are from Rashawn too, which uh, he just had his career high recently. I just forgot like what his yeah, career it's high Yeah, it's
0: Indiana. It's Indiana. Like Yeah. I thought that was a like a you know um an appart- like a one time thing, but no, six blocks again. He was just a great rim protector, and it seems to be a, it's probably going to be a thing going forward. Hopefully, like because you know he's everywhere, and then on offense he's just smart he knows to be in the right places and he has that the automatic and one floater that he always goes to (laughs) just always goes in no matter what so like he helps this team so much and like as soon as he like stepped off the court the defense fell apart a little bit even though metu was doing stuff out there you know rashad is just so important as the anchor of our defense Mm i
1: gotta say especially going against the knicks like you could kind of tell like the size difference between us and the Knicks when Rashawn's in and out it's it's a pretty sizable difference I'd say
0: yeah Mitchell Robinson you know is 7-1 and can move really well and Julius Randle is a is a beast of a man like he's he's less he's basically like skinny Zion in a way and like he basically like yeah it's a big front court and you know, like, I was actually pretty worried that if we didn't have Hassan this game, it was going to be rough because, like, our our centers just aren't that big for the most mm-hmm. part. Like, Rashan, despite being really good this game, like, he's not big.
1: Let's see. Uh, so, as of right now, are the Knicks still number one
0: in defense? Knicks? Oh, let me check. I just closed it. Damn it. Oh, oh, no, right, right here. No, right here. Sorry. They are still number one in defense, although I don't think it's actually updated yet.
1: I mean, then again, they did play a back to back against the Warriors, so benefited it out.
0: Yeah, so, and like, it shows in their shooting percentage. I mean, Jesus Christ, they shot 38% from the field this game. And a lot of it was, you know, due to like Rashawn's pressure and Marvin's pressure and Metsu's pressure. Like, we really we got so many strips down low, too. Like, we, yeah. we brought the intensity of this game, and it was really good to see. Let's
1: see, we also had six steals this game, so really, really adds up, really does.
0: Yeah, and like Fox is becoming one of those guys that, like, you know, is that quick double where he, where like he basically like is at the ball before the guy even realizes it and just, you know, steals it away.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like that's becoming a thing, and I'm, I'm looking forward to that, you know, becoming something, and hopefully the team like to all together figure something out.
1: Oh yeah. Can can't wait. I mean, we're improving by the day, for sure. Oh yeah. Uh before you go for to uh to the second quarter. Uh yeah, we did debut our new jerseys, our new city edition jerseys. What do you think of them so far?
0: I mean, I like them. I think they're I think they're fine for the most part. I personally would have liked like the blue parts to be brighter. But that's just me. I, I want it to be obnoxious levels of bright, <laughs> that, that, but that's that's the my taste. What were your thoughts?
1: I, in my opinion, yeah, I wish the color schemes were a little different, or even the designs in a way. I, I really love the old school checkerboard jerseys, but yeah, you, you really can't see the checkerboard on this one at all.
0: Yeah, they probably should have put white on there, but, like, I don't know if that fits with the colors. But, you know, it. I think it looks fine. I just wish they were brighter. <laughs> that, that's my only thing.
1: Yeah, I I might wait till, uh next season for the next city and see if I should get another jersey. I haven't gotten one for any of the new players yet since Cousins.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, you got to get a Halliburton one. <laughs> you got to at this point. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I know a lot of people hated the red jerseys, but I would have I actually would have liked them to bring that back and just put the little lion in the middle of it, like how they mm-hmm. did with the baby blues, I think, three years ago.
1: Ah, uh, I see. Yeah, so like
0: that. That's what I would have liked to have seen. But, you know, it's fine. I like this one. Mhm. Yeah,
1: for me, I, I'm kind of overdue for a new jersey because I got the Cousins jersey white a few months before he got
0: traded <laughs> Yeah, best time to buy a jersey uh, the, the funny thing was apparently like right after he got traded and you couldn't get a demarcus jersey for a bit <laughs> it was they actually like to s- basically put it all away like at the at the arena shop and everything it was weird
1: uh, that's too bad still a staple i feel in the sacramento community
0: yeah, he is, and you know, like I, I miss him. I miss him here. I, I mean, I don't really want to see him play basketball here anymore. But like, he was really like important during that era, and yeah. it just sucks that the team had no clue how to draft. You get a tran- you get a transcendent center, and you keep drafting centers. So good job. <laughs> I don't know what the hell they were doing, but um, moving, moving on to the second quarter. Uh, anything else for the first quarter? Nope. Okay, well, let's get into the second quarter then. Uh, so Metu, um, you know he's making some nice hustle plays, but there, like he, there are some mistakes he still makes that you know definitely catch my eye. Like his defensive rotation's not there all the time. Like, you know he, he's basically needs a little bit more work. I think he's, I think he's really good in terms of bringing energy, and he, he, he makes some good plays every now and then, but he definitely needs work.
1: Yeah, I mean the Knicks are really big guys, of course, and you know, we weren't uh, this quarter, we weren't really getting those uh, good rebounds that we needed, especially the um, defensive rebounds uh, because the Knicks were really getting those second chance points.
0: Yeah, so I have the stat here. So uh, at the 649 mark, the Knicks already had 17 second chance points.
1: 17?
0: 17 second chance points, yes, at this at the six at the 6:49 mark, it was insane because they're they're just they're just big, and it, and also this becomes a theme throughout the game. We kept fouling them for and ones on offensive rebounds. It oh, was gosh. so annoying. To look at but. You know, we were able to weather that storm, but yeah, they're just bigger than us. There's not much you can do about that. And, you know, we were able to mitigate a lot of that with just, you know, active hands. And we stripped uh, Mitchell Robinson, what felt like five times, I think. So this game, so, you know, it kind of evened out overall. Oh, yeah. Robinson only had two turnovers, felt like I had way more. I don't know. Anyways. You know, as I as I mentioned, Rashawn's defense was really good in the first quarter and how he was really important. Well, in the second quarter, same thing. It's been just, he's been great. You know, he's protecting the rim and, you know, making blocks and making plays. Um, Halliburton does just, I just have a note here, just does Halliburton things. I think he got a block this quarter. He, he got a few blocks on jump shots, which was crazy. Like that long seven foot wingspan really catches people off guard. Um, oh, yeah. Marvin also had a had a really good defensive possess pos, uh what's it called <clears throat> a good defensive position on, on Randall where he locked him like really hard. Unfortunately it did end up in a three, but like I love that intensity. At least he's trying to use his chest to kind of like hold off Randall who's much stronger than him. It, it, I just like the effort from him for now, like but he does need to get better and you know heavier and stronger and Doug Chris he talks a lot about it. Like he hops too much. He needs to stay low and just use his center gravity to leverage his weight against Randall.
1: I mean, yeah, he's learning, and we are giving him those chances too, especially in the final quarter, especially like we we never played him as much in the like few last few minutes of the fourth quarter, but now we're we're giving him that chance, and I hope he learns from it too. Uh, because you could see improvement with his. Uh, uh, I mean, in some ways, you could see improvement from from his defense.
0: <laughs> yeah, and like a lot, of defense is a thing. Like, sure, you can watch a lot of tape, but you do need to get out there and just play. And that was the one. That was the thing I was most worried about when he came back because, like, you know. He lost all of last year to learn defense, so he's just going to be behind the eight ball on that. And, you know, he's behind schedule, of course, on on that end, but he didn't miss a whole year. And he it, there's just going to be learning pains or growing pains with him. And, you know, he has very s- slow lateral quickness and you know, his footwork just isn't great. Someone just needs to get in his ear and just train him on how to play defense and, you know. And he has to also be able to play and to get that experience. And, you know, he's learning and, you know, he's out. He's a super freak. So he's able to make plays and he needs to be able to learn how to, put, you know, get himself in position to make those plays. Yeah. So Kings were only the Kings were down. Let's see. Down only five go heading into the third uh, heading into the third quarter. And, you know. We were able to, you know, finally do what I wanted them to do this whole time. They, they finally turned up the intensity on defense uh, to start the quarter. They actually didn't play that good of defense. We were scoring very well, but we couldn't get stops. That changed in the middle of the third quarter where we started to press up on the Knicks. Like we started doubling Julius Randle. We started, you know, doubling the ball handlers. And any time they got the ball down low, there were hands everywhere. Just going for the strip and going for the block. It's a, the defensive intensity finally was there, and you know they were able to get the lead. And yeah, they ended the quarter. You know, started to kind of loosen loosen up a little bit. But like it was just a great thing to see that defensive intensity pick up and choke the Knicks basically into submission.
1: Yeah, I also gotta say I think we were doing a lot better with the box out uh, and rebounding defensive rebound as well because you know they were i mean of course they were still getting those second chance points still but we're doing a lot better (laughs) and with those big guys that the knicks have out there uh we we just gotta get what we could get to be honest
0: so you say we don't have we didn't you know get a lot of defensive rebounds we actually got more defensive rebounds than the knicks really shocking I guess, like, towards the end, maybe, like, they started to cool down a little bit. I I don't know. But it didn't feel that way. It felt like they were still getting offensive rebounds, but hands were just everywhere. Mitchell Mm – again, I felt like Mitchell Robinson got stripped way more than two times this game, but I don't know. Uh, You know, like, Halliburton was, like, you know, with his long-ass arms just, like, got blocks, got these crazy deflections. He only ended the game with, what, two steals, I believe? Three? But, like, Uh. he got – oh. Wait,
1: you said Fox, right?
0: No, Halliburton. Halliburton got two steals. This only got two steals this game, but he had so many deflections that I was shocked when I only saw two steals. And like he really did a great job of just disrupting the offense.
1: I see. Well, he did get four blocks, so <laughs> and it really showed.
0: <laughs> again, those long as arms and like just the great defensive instincts to be able to make plays on that on the defensive end. Just so good.
1: Um, still can't believe we drafted this guy.
0: I know. Uh, fourth quarter, um, Kings you know, start out the quarter great. They find their defensive intensity. They actually built a 10-point lead, and this was the moment. This is where Owen always says, go for the kill. Uh, they unfortunately did not. They actually kind of <laughs> fucked around a little bit, which I really didn't like. Pretty much ending in a <laughs> Glenn Robinson alley-oop where he dunked it, it basically went down halfway and it just rolled out. And that was kind of the, that should have been the demoralizer, but it wasn't, um, starters come back in and, you know, they actually let the, let the Knicks kind of get back into it by, you know, not doubling Randall with Marvin. Marvin just kind of got abused. Like he, he had been doing a decent job on Randall for most of the game. Like, but like in the fourth quarter, like Randall got pissed off and just went at, uh, Marvin and he's he got he got buckets on him and he just Marvin's just not strong enough to be able to handle him um however later on in the quarter they put Barnes on him and they that basically shut down Randall for the rest of the game and yeah like again they brought the defensive intensity they started doubling him pretty mercilessly and you know he just didn't know how to you know find the open man and you know Halliburton did some of that you know Kind of pat, they call it pass baiting, where like basically they bait a guy to pass it and then just steal it because they know it's going to a certain place. Halliburton, I think, felt like did that way more times than just once. He only did a one, he only got one steal during the stretch, but like I felt like he got way more than that. And yeah, that's how basically the game ends. You know, the Kings up their defensive intensity and the Knicks were not able to answer. And we win this one going away 94. Ninety four to one oh three. So yeah, great win for us.
1: Yes, yeah, a very good win. Pretty much to summarize that fourth quarter. All, all I gotta say is yeah, we didn't need buddy for that last quarter. Uh, and you know that buddy uh fourth quarter buddy is was really showing I dot you think.
0: I mean like it's you know, he wasn't playing, like, really well on offense, and, you know, I think the, I think it wasn't really anything to do with his play. I think it was more that Knicks just have two ginormous guys, and it just made sense to have Bagley out there with, along with Holmes this game. And, you mm. know, like, it was kind of confusing that they actually subbed him in, or subbed Buddy back in after Marvin got his six. I would have subbed him probably, like, I don't know, Metsu or uh, Glenn Robinson just for size, but it, it ended up working out, but yeah, it was, it was, it's kind of weird by Luke Walton, but yeah, it was a great, you know, overall team effort, you know, again, to be able to turn up that defensive intensity, to be able to hold the Knicks to only 94 points, which is a big thing for us. Like we have been, you know, hemorrhaging points for the past few games. And it's just good to know that the Kings can indeed play some defense every now and then. Oh, Yeah. Uh, one last stat. Uh, Kings only had one turnover in the second half. I think the Knicks had no fast break points this game, which is insane. I did, I did not think that was possible.
1: Yeah, that's that doesn't sound right. <laughs> Especially that one turnover for us, because we usually get turnovers, to be honest.
0: Yeah, but you know, Corey Joseph also actually had a pretty pretty good game. He had some weird weird shots this game. He had like a baby skyhook and stuff like that. You know, Kings Twitter really hates Corey Joseph and you know, that sometimes he gives them reason to, but I think he's he, he does a lot for this team and it's you know, I'm I'm cool I'm cool with I'm cool with him for the most part and he was good this game.
1: Mhm. I'd say he's a good six man.
0: Yeah, I think yeah I think he's fine. Like I think he does get a bad rep for on Twitter.
1: I mean you know. yeah, I, I gotta say he's probably the best six man uh, we had since Darren. No, was Darren Collins a uh, six man at the time?
0: I didn't watch during that era,
1: unfortunately. Oh, I, to be honest, I forgot. But he he has been one of our best since for a long while.
0: Yeah, and, you know, he had a good game, and, you know, he was minus minus nine, though, so maybe Kings Twitter will have fun with that, but, yeah. you know, he, he did good in his minutes, I felt. Yeah. Okay, well, that's it for, you know, the game. You know, it's nice to actually be able to close out finally with a win because, boy, Kings Twitter was uh, pretty miserable during this time. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just nice to see, like, Kings play with heart again. And you know, granted they did they did get the Knicks on a second of a back to back and again it showed in the shooting numbers. Like sure maybe the Kings defense has something to do with that, but like yeah, they were on a back to back and they were gassed, you know, towards the end. And you know, but it's nice to be you know, the Kings need to be able to take care of business like this in order to be a good team, and they took care of business. So that's a good thing going forward.
1: Oh yes, for sure. Um, let's see. So our next game really is going to be next Wednesday, to be honest.
0: It's going to be a while because we don't. The Grizzlies games are postponed due to contract contact tracing. We're not going to play until Wednesday uh, next week against Orlando. So, yeah, we're probably not going to have. We're not going to have, be covering a game this weekend. We will have. You know, um, if you guys have uh, listened to the first. Uh, episode of naruto rewatch we will release an episode of that other than that we're not going to have any basketball content because there isn't any king's basketball content over the weekend so oh yeah um, yeah
1: yeah what great timing
0: (laughs) yeah what great timing um yeah so stay tuned for that but other than that this that's going to be it you know for the king's basketball this week you know good to end on a win and you know good for the kings to get some rest i imagine some of their guys are a bit banged up
1: Mm-hmm. yeah let's hope that we come back with another big banger
0: yeah and orlando um good defensive team garbage not garbage like very mediocre like offensive team so you know let's see if this defense is a real thing oh yeah all right we'll catch you guys uh on the next one um what Yeah, well, if you guys don't like Naruto, we'll catch you guys on Wednesday.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll see you guys later.